What's Up in Boone? A weekly trek down the streets of one of North Carolina's premier mountain communities. Presented by the Town of Boone Cultural Resources Department. Lord, I'm sitting on top of the world. Here's your host, David Jackson. Hello again, everybody. Welcome into another edition of What's Up in Boone. I'm David Jackson. Thank you very much, as always, for downloading this podcast, listening to our program each and every week. And if uh, you happen to be listening to this podcast on your holiday drive, hopefully you are getting where you are going safely and uh, from a speed-conscious standpoint as well. But maybe this will rev you up a little bit. Uh, Lots going on here in the high country, not only uh, during the course of these next two holiday weeks, if you will, uh, but on into the month of January, the winter, a very vibrant time in the area. And we've got some things to tell you about that kind of support that on the program this week. First and foremost, ski season is here. Winter uh, finally officially arrived back on Thursday. So now we are are uh, without question both feet in to ski season snowboard season uh, winter tourism season here in the high country boy far cry where we are now versus one year ago last year at this time temperatures in the 60s in some cases 70s in and around the high country the ski industry was melted uh, last December and that really ate into some profits and some uh, abilities for those resorts to have the kinds of years financially that they normally do this time around uh, a cool shot here throughout the middle of of December has set the resorts up for a just prime Christmas week and beyond. About two feet of snow on average, the base at all of the area resorts, most of them with over 80% of their slopes open, uh, they are ready for business and uh, and ready to cash in on what has been a cold period, uh, not only uh, throughout the middle of December, but also over these next couple of days that will help set them up uh, even more so for Christmas week. It has been estimated that the ski resorts in the area uh, have about one-third of their income for the year realized during the stretch between Christmas and New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. So uh, this is a very important time for the ski season, and it's great to see that all of the resorts will be uh, ready to roll and uh, ready to host what will be a bevy of tourists here over the next uh, week to 10 days or so. We're going to go kind of uh, behind the ropes, if you will, of one of the area's ski resorts, Appalachian Ski Mountain, uh, with Drew Stanley coming up here in just a few moments. Drew is the head of marketing efforts for Appalachian Ski Mountain, uh, the oldest of the uh, ski uh, resorts in the area, one of the oldest in all of the East Coast uh, when you go up and down uh, from uh, the mountains of North Carolina on up through the Northeast. So uh, we'll get some insight as to just how this season is setting up, but also how uh, the year has been different uh, this time around as well from a weather standpoint. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, winter, a very vibrant time here in the uh, the local tourism economy of Boone. And this stretches into January, uh, an event that has uh, kind of become a signature event of the area, the Daniel Boone Rail Jam, uh, set for 2017 at a new venue, that being the Daniel Boone Amphitheater as part of the area of Daniel Boone Park where Horn in the West is staged uh, back during the su- or, or during the summer months. Now this is being transformed into somewhat of an X Games style uh, winter attraction. January twenty first, twenty seventeen. So a little uh, uh, under a month from right now, uh, we'll see. The Daniel Boone Rail Jam. This is an event sponsored by Appalachian Mountain Brewery and Cidery, and uh, it 
goes to benefit the We Can So You Can Foundation. And that foundation is doing uh, incredible work at helping revitalize uh, an amphitheater and and Daniel Boone Park area that is so important to not only uh, a thriving horn in the West, but it's also right on the outskirts of the Watauga County Farmer's Market. It's a heavily trafficked area. So a local nonprofit in hosting this event has decided to find a spot, fix it up, for all people to involve or, or to enjoy throughout the course of the year and hold this event that will play to the very uh, signature climate uh, to this area at this time of year. We uh, had a chance to talk with Danny Wilcox, who is one of the founders of the event, also uh, one of the uh, chief principals involved with Appalachian Mountain Brewery. And he explains kind of why this event came around, who it benefits, and how this year's Rail Jam uh, fosters the spirit of cooperation more than perhaps any event here in a long, long time. Yeah, so I used to ski and travel around competing uh, when I was younger all over the country, and I visited multiple different um, ski resort towns and college towns and saw this event similar to one we put on here kind of happening and people really getting behind it, and it really brought some really cool things together for a community in a mountain town. Um, And so taking that idea and thought, why not do something like that here in Boone? And I feel like... um, you know, we have enough people here in the ski industry that we can get make the, make that happen. So from uh, an actual competition standpoint and from uh, kind of the spectacle of an outdoor event like this at the time of year, what do you hope to be able to offer that people can not only participate in but come and watch and, and have a high level of enjoyment with that? Yeah, so it's actually um, what's kind of neat about it is these kids that are out here competing in the ski competition, snowboard competition, a lot of them go and compete all over the country at a, you know, almost at an Olympic level. Uh, so it'd be kind of like watching the X Games in your backyard or in your in your hometown, if you could say. So as a spectator, you get to come and see uh, an amazing show of athletic ability uh, on a stage that normally you don't get to see every day. And also we're going to have all kinds of stuff from activities from um, a team snowman building contest to live music to a DJ uh, to we even have a guy coming out that ties balloons for kids. So, uh, you know, a lot of times you see these kinds of events at a ski resort, but you're bringing this into really the heart of uh, the the Boone area just off campus. How do you go about transforming an area like uh, what you see at Horn in the West into a a competition-based venue like this? Yeah, so it's in direct help with uh, Appalachian Ski Mountain. Uh, These guys partner up with us every year so far, and we bring in about 12 dump truck loads of snow, and then we... um, Onto the, onto the site, and then we also um, get partnered with uh, uh, guys over at IonCon, which is a Patrick Bevel. He engineers a ramp design for us, and uh, VPC builders actually come out, and they volunteer all their time to build a, a large wooden ramp for the riders to come down on. So from, from that aspect of it, this is a truly local project uh, in that everything that, that comes from it right down to the snow locally produced. How much more of a buy-in do you feel like you get overall uh, from being able to tout just those kinds of things? So the idea behind this, you know, focused on that local si- standpoint is uh, um, we're opening the door for as many, but as anyone in the community that wants to get involved to help kind of make this event happen. I think it's important uh, for the winter here in Boone where things typically die off for a lot of businesses that we can bring something like this into the middle of town and maybe bring people up here from out of town and give them an, uh, a new experience that they have not had before. A lot of people have become familiar with the Appalachian Mountain Brewery brand. This is an event that will benefit the foundation arm of the company. It kind of give us a sense of what led you to to kind of 
bring along a foundation and, and foundational support along with a for-profit business? So from the beginning at Appalachia Mountain Brew, we've been focused on ways to give back uh, by using beer as a tool uh, to kind of promote things in our community. And, you know, we've invested so much into that that we, we felt it was, um, it'd be easier for us to kind of branch that off into its own foundation, um, which now is going to be our community outreach tool. Um, it makes it a lot easier. It's separate from the brewery. Um, it's called We Can So You Can Foundation, and it's a complete 501c3 North Carolina nonprofit. Um, and what this does is allows us to work with other different other partners that maybe don't want to be directly associated with beer, but want to be a part of what we're doing. So it kind of opens the door up for multiple people to get involved. And one of the things, uh, opportunity for give back from the foundation will be uh, helping kind of refurb an area that has been home to uh, Horn in the West for decades and decades and has been a very well-traveled part of the community. What kind of things are you doing to, to make this event space work for you, but then some of those improvements going, uh, I guess, longer lasting down the road? Yeah, this is, it's a truly unique uh, outdoor amphitheater that we have right in the middle of Boone. And, um, you know, it's been home to the Horn in the West play for uh, since the 50s, I believe, and uh, 1950s, and you know, now and you know, in the 21st century, we have here just kind of bring new light to the amphitheater. Hopefully, some new energy too. And uh, at the same time, you know, Saha is actually getting involved with the Horn of the West. They're actually going to be a part of the Rail Jam event too. One reason why we named it the the Daniel Boone Park. That's a famous character in the that we all know up here, the Daniel Boone. Um, so you know, being able to tie that in and kind of bring more energy into that is really what what this is about. So if people want to compete in this, how do they get involved and, and, and do they have to be able to perform specific skills to get into a competition like this? This is definitely a, a higher lo- higher skill level. It's not just for your your average skier or snowboarder or someone that just thinks they can just hit the slopes. Uh, the, you, the kids you'll see out here competing are adults as well as um, you know intermediate to advanced uh, range. And these guys are on the slopes day in and day out. The uh, drop in on the ramp is not a beginner feature at all. And from a, an observer standpoint, uh, what kinds of things are you doing to bring this not only to a live audience, but, but some of the other ways that people will be able to absorb this event, uh, both um, uh, while it's happening and after it happens? So one of our, our new partners this year is actually uh, Skyline Sky Best, and uh, they're um, an internet cable TV provider up here that's new to the high country as well. Um, they're coming in full force to try to help our community out, and we're actually going to be um, bringing a, a live TV production crew on site and we're going to be doing a live broadcast on cable tv uh that'll be all over the high country that you'll be able to see and then we'll be able to take the event and also roll it up into an actual tv show that we can replay throughout the year Um, so it's going to be great having our local young riders out here even the youngest ones it might be some of their first competitions they're going to be viewed on cable tv as if it was like in the x games and uh, for, uh, for people that want to uh, come out and, uh, and just be a part of the festivities, how can they find out more information and, and buy tickets and that kind of thing? Uh, the best way right now is through the Appalachian Mountain Brewery Facebook page. There's an event page for the Daniel Boone Rail Jam. Uh, you can get all the information there and be up to date on new things coming up. We're going to be doing all kinds of giveaways uh, leading up to the event. Um, the different local restaurants will be doing uh, giveaways as well. The local um, Makoto's, uh, Mellow Mushroom, um, different places are going to be doing raffles as well leading up to the event so all kinds of ways to get involved and you talked about some volunteerism that will actually allow people to uh, to be able to gain entry just based on doing the right thing throughout the month of january yeah we wanted to show like what we really mean by a level of commitment when it comes to community effort here and so one thing we're going to do for instead of 
if you're worried about having to pay the entry fee at all, that it is going to be a ticketed event. You can actually go in the month of January and volunteer at any local community nonprofit. And if you volunteer an hour of your time and can sign off and bring a form showing that, we'll actually trade that in as a free ticket to the event. So we're hoping we can get a lot of people out and volunteering and you know leading up to the event as well. Final question for you. Uh, the outreach that you're able to get uh, community-wide through events like this, um, you mentioned this was part of the mission overall. Um, what do you think this opens you up for in the future? What uh, is, is the outdoor event kind of thing uh, your new project, or, or do you have other ways that you envision, again, getting the, the spirit of the foundation out there to the community even more? Uh, you know, we have multiple events throughout the year already that we're a part of, and with the foundation kind of growing this, uh, I think this is just one other avenue that we're going to be able to be a part of and hopefully get more people a part of and kind of grow that out in the future. Um, you know, expect to see multiple events hopefully in the future on site and, you know, just find different ways to get more people involved to, you know, with all the different things we have going on. If you check out Daniel Boone Rail Jam 2017 on Facebook, a great description of what the event is, some of the details that Danny just shared, $5 tickets before New Year's, $10 after New Year's, $20 competitor fee. Now that includes entry to the event, a food voucher to Farm to Flame, and a prize pack from sponsors. There's also a $55 VIP ticket option, though there is limited availability. And as Danny mentioned, volunteer one hour at a nonprofit or community service project and get a free entry into the event or to compete. All you need to do is bring a written form showing that the volunteer work was done. Third annual Daniel Boone Rail Jam. This one ought to be exciting. Again, uh, Special thanks to Danny Wilcox for taking us behind the scenes of what will become, uh, even more so this year, one of the signature winter events that the area has to offer. And just a really neat opportunity for business and for nonprofits to get together with the town of Boone and find a way to improve a venue to the point where you can have an event like this. And then that venue will be improved for everybody that will pass through the gates of Daniel Boone Park for time to come. So a really neat kind of a community-centric project that has worked out well for all parties involved. Speaking of things that have worked well for all parties involved, ski resorts. Much, much better weather this year than last, as we touched on a little bit earlier. Appalachian Ski Mountain, one of the more, uh, I guess, signature uh, uh, resorts in all of the southeast. And for that matter, as we mentioned earlier, uh, the entire eastern seaboard of ski, snowboarding, ice skating uh, type venues. Uh, Appalachian Ski Mountain is a family-owned business started by Reba and Grady Moretz back uh, years and years ago. And now uh, they continue to uh, not only help uh, families learn how to ski. It's a great family ski area destination um, and, and just uh, truly one of the uh, premier attractions in the winter in western North Carolina. A very exciting week for all ski resorts here, and that's one of the, the topics that we'll discuss here as we meet up with Drew Stanley. Drew, uh, as we mentioned, handles marketing for Appalachian Ski Mountain. He'll talk some about what ASM's got going on and some of the new offerings that they've added over the years, some specials during this particular Christmas week, but he also discusses some of the uh, combined benefit to having a vibrant resort community here within the area. So uh, when Appalachians got things 
things going well and beach and sugar uh, and some of the other areas uh, that, that even stretch up into the mountains of West Virginia. When, when everything is, is playing well for the ski industry, it benefits everybody because people are excited about skiing. They're, they're making plans for those trips. They're coming to an area like Boone, spending uh, an extended weekend and going to multiple destinations. That also means that they're staying in the area. They're uh, uh, shopping in the shops. They're eating in the restaurants. So uh, a vibrant uh, ski area uh, a scene is good for all parties involved. That's some of what Drew Stanley touches on as we talk to him about Christmas week in the mountains of North Carolina. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, we couldn't be more excited to have the snow that we do. Uh, you know, we're skiing on 10 of our 12 slopes. We have a majority of the slopes open. Uh, you know, at a really good base depth over over the entire mountain. And then it looks like snowmaking temperatures here a little bit before Christmas. So we're going to be able to make fresh snow on all of our slopes. So going into the holidays, it's, uh, it's just going to be terrific conditions. You know, that's one of the things that people might not necessarily know as much about your snowmaking capacity. Uh, when, the, when the weather gets below freezing, you're able to uh, turn on the guns and, and crank out a pretty good amount of snow in a very short period of time. With the cold weather last week, how were you able to kind of set yourself up for not only Christmas week but beyond. Yeah, exactly. That's you know our, our continued investment in our in our snowmaking infrastructure has really paid off. I mean, just one night or two nights of cold temps lets us build a base of uh, you know a couple feet on the majority of our slopes. So not only are conditions great, but then if if the weather is a, a bit warmer here and there, it doesn't really affect us as much because we have the base depths to be able to you know to provide great coverage and and really good conditions throughout uh, you know whatever the the future weather holds. So this is obviously a busy time of year for you guys and, and to be up and operational as, as well as you are. What kind of volume do you anticipate uh, being able to put through the mountain uh, over the course of, say, the next week to 10 days? You know, it all depends. We look forward. This is a very busy time. You know, people are in town. They're excited. It's winter. Um, you know, what better activity to do than skiing and snowboarding? Um, we really pride ourselves in the not only the, the infrastructure of, of lifts and um, both surface and aerial lifts to get skiers up the hill as fast as possible. You know, it, it would depend number wise, but uh, generally... It, the lift line would never get more than seven minutes, and and really the slopes uh, spread skiers out from different levels pretty pretty evenly. So I would say you know it'll be it'll be busy, but it won't it won't feel crowded on the hill. And and you get a lot of people here that uh, because of the French Swiss Ski College uh, are learning to ski for the first time, and and then we'll come back. How, how much of a repeat customer base have you noticed just by again being able to have those formative days on skis here and that kind of loyalty, if you will, kind of carrying over? Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the great things of having the French Swiss Ski College. You know, they've taught over a million people to ski and snowboard, and their philosophy is really um, give it three times. You know, if, if you can come and take a lesson, you know, three consecutive days, not even consecutive, but three days, you, you will have a skill for life. You know, you will be a skier and you can go anywhere and uh, and ski, you know, ski any terrain. Um, and so we've, we've seen a good amount of that, you know, not only not only the new people, but people that do enjoy it. And it's something that's unique, that's that's fun and special that they come back for uh, year after year so and, and it's uh, amazing to see to the progression you know if, if they really dedicate themselves and uh, practice like like they say three times they uh, you know they're they're able to have that skill and, and take it anywhere they want you know you hear a lot of people that are involved in similar businesses that say um, the the more offerings there are the better everybody does uh, for a tourism based industry like this one do you feel like uh, that when all the area resorts are able to thrive together that you're able to be a more market area to get the vacationers and and things of that nature to to come up here and invest several days in the area 
Sure. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think a rising tide floats all boats to an extent. I think that um, having the different resorts and the different offerings everywhere is a little bit different. You know, everywhere has kind of their niche. And, and when you see, you know, other resorts doing doing a great job as well, it just gives you a good feeling. It's going to improve the image for the area and, and give people, uh, you know, several days of different choices of activities to do. And, um, and I think that's a good thing for the area, absolutely, as a whole. One of the niches that you all are be able uh, have been able to uh, to really kind of relish in over the last several years has been the development of the terrain park. Uh, how has that changed the demographic of of the the people that come to the mountain and and ultimately learn skills here that that ten years ago might not have been available to them? Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely a point of a point of pride for us. We really uh, dedicate a lot of a lot of effort and resources to the terrain park, and for us, it's just it's just another another offering. You know, it's something else that we can give. Say, a family has a, a younger child that skis or snowboards that's interested in something like that. Um, you know, we we've got that offering for them. And what we really pride ourselves on too with the terrain park is the fact that we offer something for all levels of riders. So if you are a skier snowboarder who's never been in the terrain park before, we have a feature that that would be perfect for your first time feature as well as the ones that are you know geared toward the more advanced riders you're talking about like trick you know progressing tricks that hadn't been done maybe just a few years ago so for us you know it's it's fun to watch it's fun to be a part of and it's and it's amazing to just have something for all skill levels in in the park as well it's just another another aspect that that adds to the to the whole fun package i know that a lot of people see snowboarders especially in the terrain park but you just said skiers as well Uh, what do you feel like the percentage uh is of, of people that are willing to get out there on skis and, and do some of those tricks versus some that that have perfected the snowboard aspect of some of this stuff yeah so generally if you are in a terrain park you would see a majority of snowboarders i feel like we have a really good representation of skiers not only skiers but very talented skiers in the terrain parks i would say you know it's probably not 50 50 but I, I would say you know it's at least 40 40 60 skiers to snowboarders so really good representation and again the talent um there, there's a lot of really talented uh, skiers that you know um, that ride in our parks regularly so you got a few feet of snow out there 10 slopes open how do you plan on taking advantage of that through uh, through the christmas week with events and, and things of that nature yeah so we have a whole slew of uh, special events and uh, special schedules lined up for christmas um, we're actually our first time it's our first time in our history we're going to be open on christmas day for skiing and snowboarding it's going to actually be a fundraiser for our ski patrol we're raising funds to um, build them a new facility down the road in the future and something really special about the christmas day is if you purchase your ticket online before midnight on christmas eve it's actually a 50 percent discount so it's going to be by far the best value of a day ticket that you're going to find in the area on on this peak holiday season uh, in addition to that, we do our midnight blast. We um, we do a holiday week actually, so it's December 26th through the 30th. It's the area's only late night skiing, and we're open till midnight. Um, so what's great about that is you know people are up here, they're on vacation, and our slopes will be open from 9 a.m. until midnight continuously. So no matter what their schedule is, they can come here and enjoy skiing on their schedule. They don't have to wake up early to try and get their full day in. You know they can come whenever they want. Um, so those are the midnight blast weekends. Then in addition to that, we will do our new year's eve fireworks extravaganza so that's december 31st we do a torchlight parade with our french swiss ski college we were talking about and then at uh, right at midnight we'll fire um we'll have a, a big fireworks show by zambelli international a very famous fireworks company they come they've been coming here for 20 years and we'll do a, a huge fireworks display um over the slopes to ring in the new year and january 1st also happens to be the first sunday of the month 
So what we're doing for the season is the first Sunday of every month, we do a special half night ticket and that ticket's good from seven 30 until 10, uh, unless you purchase online and then you actually get an extra hour. So it'd be a session of six 30 to 10 and it's only $10. So if you're looking, you know, people that are up looking for a, a very good value, that would be about the best value per, you know, hour of skiing that you could find. Um, you can find anywhere. So yeah, we've got a huge stacked holiday coming up and couldn't, couldn't be more excited. You know, with the support communities of both Boone and Blowing Rock, the, the high country area, people tend to come up here at this time of year. Uh, for those that are maybe down the mountain that are saying, hey, you know, I'll take a couple of days here while the kids are out of school and come up here. How do you feel like the area helps support uh, people that will come and ski, but then will also have other things that they can partake in to kind of round out the vacation experience? So sort of just other opportunities of recreation in in the high country yeah i think i think that the high country is a special area in that there are you know a lot of different attractions and um places for people to you know to experience the the whole area and not just on the slopes you know we obviously uh love to see people out on the snow doing their thing but um yeah i think that that boone the the whole high country area has a lot of natural beauty, a lot of places that, that people, you know, maybe off the mountain just a little bit um, find, you know, really interesting, unique, something you don't see every day. Um, and then as far as recreation, too, there's, you know, a lot of different activities they can partake in. There's snow tubing. You know, we actually offer ice skating, too. So there's, you know, something different for skiers and snowboarders maybe to sort of get a little variety. And then, you know, um, we also we found traveling to different resort towns all across the U.S. We found that, that the high country area has a huge, really quality selection of locally owned restaurants. And so I think that that really helps a lot, too you know to offer something for you know a special meal for the family who's out um just you know uh, enjoying the holiday season you can check out appskimountain.com and buy those tickets that drew was mentioning uh, for christmas day skiing a first for a legacy business like appalachian ski mountain that also shows you that everybody finds a way to evolve when it comes to how they fit into a tourism economy there is another local business that we have actually featured on this podcast before that is doing the same thing we mentioned that last year was a warmer winter. That meant that some of the other attractions in the area that you might not necessarily think about in the winter actually thrived because of the weather. One of those was Mystery Hill. They had their best day ever in the month of December. Best day ever in the history of the attraction was in the month of December. That was last year. Same could be said for Grandfather Mountain, the top revenue producing day in Grandfather Mountain's history. And that's a mountain that's been around for a while a park that's been around for a while along with that, but their best revenue producing day ever occurred last December. High Gravity Adventures is a a, a aerial park that we've uh, again discussed on this podcast before, but they have taken the opportunity to say, hey, you know, there are some times where the weather will fluctuate. We need to change our business model accordingly. So High Gravity will be open, weather permitting, during Christmas week for anybody that wants to get out on the aerial uh, ropes course and, uh, and challenge course that they have. So again, saw an opportunity last year, kind of looking ahead a little bit and saying, how can we adjust our business model to be ready if conditions are ripe? Uh, it looks like they'll be able to have uh, uh, some decent weather for that. So look for high gravity right there in the parking lot of uh, Tweetsie Railroad to be open and ready for business during Christmas week as well. Again, uh, just showcasing that Boone's got more to do than just one 
one thing. Uh, the, the high country supports itself so well, and, and the attractions that bring people in uh, continue to help put uh, heads in beds, put people in restaurants and shops, and uh, help make this local economy thriving like we have seen here in the back half of 2016. That'll do it for this edition of What's Up and Boone. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash what's up and Boone. You can also follow us on Twitter at you guessed it, What's Up in Boone. You can also drop us comments at joneshouse.org. Just click on the Contact Us link. Let us know what you like about the program and what you might like to see featured in future episodes. Until next time, have a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. I'm David Jackson. Enjoy Boone, everybody. Uh-huh.